Welcome to the Love Life Podcast, episode number five, Using Emotional Pain to Your Advantage. It's December 14th, 2020. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and obviously, clearly podcaster. What I do is I help people be well-loved, happy, and healthy, even when times are tough. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and the music for my podcast is by Howie Moscovich. Welcome to Using Emotional Pain to Your Advantage. I know, what a topic. Well, I'm a big believer that pain can be an amazing teacher. And when you can use emotional pain to learn and grow, that while emotional pain is always painful, in my opinion and in my experience and view, if you can use emotional pain to your advantage, grow and develop from it, learn new things, that just makes kind of takes this thing out of it or makes it a little less painful. So here's what I'm going to be covering in today's podcast. I'm going to talk about kind of where emotional pain come from, comes from. What are the sources for emotional pain typically? Special kinds of emotional pain. I'm going to get into slightly the vocabulary that's indicative of emotional pain because that's very important. Some possible physical manifestations that could mean you or someone else is experiencing emotional pain. A very fascinating topic I'm going to cover is the relationship between emotional pain and physical pain. I think you'll find that very very fascinating. And then obviously how to use emotional pain to your advantage, how to process emotional pain, and some actions you can take while you're in the throes of processing emotional pain, as well as some takeaways. And obviously my call to action. So first of all, I'm going to start by giving my shameless plug where you, if you go to my website, www.lisaalundy.com, you can enter my year of freedom giveaway to win some cool prizes. And as soon as my new book shipment, my author copies arrives, we'll be adding copies of my book to the giveaway. So it's a great giveaway and it goes until July 2021. So why not enter to win free stuff? And then more on a more serious note, what I include in all of my blog posts and uh, podcasts is my disclaimer. So I am not a medical health professional or a therapist in any way, shape, or form. If you, listening to this now, are suicidal, I'm asking you to please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline immediately at 1-800-273-8255. I'm asking you to tell someone. I'm asking you to take action. I'm asking you to talk about your feelings. I'm asking you if you have any thoughts of self-harm or suicide to get in action and get the help that you need. People will help you. Now, my blog posts, podcasts, and YouTube videos are all designed to help people with depression, anxiety, loneliness, all the negative emotions to get into happiness and love. 
But if you're suicidal, you need a qualified professional to help you sort things out. So I hope you're going to do that. All right, next up. Possible causes or sources of emotional pain. Well, clearly right now we're in a pandemic. Duh, that's an obvious. And a pandemic of any type is a huge source of emotional pain without question. But long before we had the current pandemic, there's in life, just living life, there's tons of things that cause people to have emotional pain. And we're just really not very skilled at dealing with emotional pain. So I want to just say, let's set pandemics aside. If you looked at, well, normally in life, typically in life, what are the causes or what are the, some of the top causes for emotional pain? Well, number one, death of a loved one. And just I'm going to read through this list that I created because it's really powerful to understand how many different ways life can be painful or cause emotional pain. So we have death of death of someone, loss of a job or a loss of a relationship, loss of a house, money. Watching someone go through a very difficult situation can bring you emotional pain. Catastrophes of any kind, including accidents, weather catastrophes, losing your purpose or your sense of purpose, divorce or relationship breakups, health problems, friendships that end, being betrayed, lied to, or cheated on, high stress situations, thinking or feeling that you are inadequate, failing at something important, losing a pet, feeling powerless, not having enough friends or not having enough good friends or not having friends, knowing you hurt someone else or caused someone else pain, feeling guilty about your actions, feeling rejected, feeling like you don't have control over your life, not feeling connected to the people who are in your life, loss of hope, feeling wounded by someone or some event, having a high amount of negative thoughts, certain depressive conditions or anxiety disorders, unfulfilled expectations, the death of a dream, and not allowing yourself to experience the good things that life has to offer you. So there's like 27 I just listed off roughly of regular things that happen to people in life that are very painful. So life, while I believe life is rich and amazing, even though I've had a life filled with a lot of emotional pain, which is why I'm so good at dealing emotion, dealing with emotional pain and why I'm a fan of using it to your advantage. But there's also some special kinds of emotional pain. So I just want to pause and mention those because if you or someone you know has experienced these situations, they are certainly painful and it's certainly emotional pain, but it's different. So one is the death of a child. That's just not normal. It, it, there are so many things we could say about that, but the death of a child is one suicide of a family member, a friend, or someone significant is also a special form of emotional pain. Death of a sibling, death of a parent. You know, those are circumstances that bring with it, you know, some different, different levels and different feelings than just quote unquote regular emotional pain. Now I'm a fan of emotions as a superpower. That's actually the title of my second podcast, Emotions as a Superpower. However, I'm going to say in our society, in our culture, we're not very good at emotions. We're good at happiness. 
you know, joy. Well, okay, who needs help being happy? If you're happy, you're happy. But what we're not very good at is, is identifying, managing, and processing our emotions. So when you can do that, it's really emotions become your superpower, which is why my second podcast is about that. And if you haven't listened to that, I might you might want to go back and listen to it because I'm clear as a bell. Knowing how to identify, manage, and process your emotions is absolutely a superpower. So to help you expand your emotions as a superpower, I created a list from an, you know, an emotional vocabulary word sheet, which I do talk about in the second podcast, to kind of give you like emotional pain with the feelings associated with that. And they I use different intensities. So you could be sad, but there's different intensities for sadness. Or you could be angry, but there's different intensities for being angry. So I'm just going to read off this list because this list, if you can, you know, go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and and kind of gravitate to any of the words I say, it's going to help you kind of recognize emotional pain. These are the words when, you know, you want to use if you're feeling emotional pain. All right, ready? Here we go. Loss. Sadness, isolation, rejection, failure, anger, betrayal, grief, feeling wounded, despair, loneliness, depression, hopelessness, helplessness, being despondent, worried, terrified, bitter, resentful, abandoned, left out, destroyed, crushed, humiliated, confused, Nervous, exposed, shamed, neglected, abused, anguished, horrified, paralyzed, wrecked, reeling, shocked, tortured, crippled, inferior, washed up, desperate, graceful, disgraced, excuse me, judged, seething, devalued, crestfallen, downhearted, miserable, tearful, upset, so that gives you kind of a broad swatch, swatch path for um, the, the feelings that can fall under the umbrella of emotional pain. So as you grow your skills for dealing with emotional pain, hopefully to really get to the point where you're going to use pain to your advantage, I want you to really start to consider how are you dealing with emotional pain? What is it that you do when you're in emotional pain? So some of the ways that people frequently cope with emotional pain, I'm just going to give you like the top 15 or so, top, yeah, 15 or 16. Well, substance abuse, either drugs or alcohol, self-harm, denial. Now, denial, if you're denying emotional pain, that's not helpful and it's not going to move you off of square one to get you into a powerful life. But denial is a mechanism or uh, an approach that some people use when they're in emotional pain. Shopping, that would be retail therapy. Overeating. Simply not taking care of yourself is one way that people deal with emotional pain. They just kind of hide out and, and really stop functioning. Crying, complaining, blaming, justifying. And interestingly enough, from the research, one way that some people deal with emotional pain is they abuse others. So that could be in the form of bullying, shaming, emotional, psychological, or physical abuse. 
So instead of dealing with their emotions, they basically take it out on others through abuse. Hoarding is another way that some people deal with emotional pain, self-medicating, rage or anger, being rude or mean to other people, and addictions of any kind, which clearly covers a lot of territory. So those are clearly not healthy ways of dealing with emotional pain. And here we want you to be, I want you to be happy, healthy, and well-loved. So we want to give you some better, improved ways of dealing with emotional pain. So part of the thing with emotional pain is simply recognizing that either you or someone else that you care about or friends with or whatever is in emotional pain. So over the last number of decades, I have had some observations. So these are observations. This is not research-based, but, and these things by, this is what some people do. This is like, could be a clue. This does, this little list, it's a short list, doesn't mean absolutely or conclusively that someone's in emotional pain, but it could be an indicator. So Growing your hair or cutting your hair can be. Now, sometimes people just want to change their hairstyle. That's fine. But oftentimes when people are in emotional pain, instead of dealing with their emotions, what they want to do is they want to change. Like they're not going about dealing with their emotions. So they just want to change something for some relief from the pain. So cutting or growing your hair, growing a beard or facial hair for men can be a sign. Getting a tattoo or a piercing gaining or losing weight. Now, if you're on a fitness plan and you're losing weight, that's different. I'm talking about just gaining or losing weight when you're not taking specific actions to gain or lose weight. Coloring your hair is another, can, can be a possible manifestation of emotional pain. Definitely not taking care of yourself. And we have a huge percentage of the population that aren't taking care of themselves as we can see as evidenced by not only the the statistics on obesity but also the health problems that people have and lastly making any kind of sudden or drastic change which could include a lot of different things so those that little short list doesn't mean oh someone's definitely dealing with emotional pain it just could be an indicator now, before I get into using emotional pain to your advantage, which of course I love, I mean, I don't love emotional pain. Who likes emotional pain? Ah, nobody. You want, if you want to avoid emotional pain, what you want to do to avoid it is grow your skills and abilities, your habits, your practices that will give you a higher quality of life and help you avoid emotional pain. But the, there's a relationship between emotional and physical pain that many of you might not be aware of or you've never heard of or you might think is kind of out there. And I want to I really talk about this because many times people, when they're in emotional pain, will have a corresponding physical pain or ailment. So there was a psychologytoday.com article back in uh, April 2010 by Suzanne Babel, who is an MFT and a PhD, and she specializes in trauma-induced depression. And what her statements were in this April 2010 psychologytoday.com article was that studies have shown that chronic pain might not only be caused by physical injury, 
but also can be caused by stress and emotions. So there's a little little blip on the research, but it goes a lot further. So Case Western Reserve University has research you can find online that shows that heartbreak, so having a broken heart, can take a toll on your IQ with a corresponding drop by about 30% in reasoning. So if you're going through heartbreak, broken heart, that can cause your IQ in the reasoning capacity to drop by 30%. And if you're exposed or you've been dealing with rejection, the same uh, university shows a 25% decrease in IQ, that's your intelligence quotient, after being exposed to rejection. And those are research-based statistics demonstrating those are two types of emotional pain, rejection or, or heartbreak, that we know has an impact on your intellect. Now, there's even more evidence about emotional pain showing up in your body. And there's a now deceased physician by the name of Dr. John Sarno Jr., who has uh, just an extensive library of, of information about physical pain showing up in your body. Now, Dr. John Sarno Jr. was a professor of rehabilitation medicine at New York, New York University School of Medicine. He also was an attending physician at Howard A. Rusk Institute of Rehabilitation Medicine New York University Medical Center. And what he did, so he was a doctor and he did back surgery and he discovered at some point in his career that many of his patients, their back pain was actually caused by some type of emotional pain. So he wrote and spoke about pain being quote unquote in your head. So what he did over time was he developed methods for treating patients with back pain to alleviate their back pain without surgery or other interventions. And there, he has written, he wrote while he was alive, several books before he passed away, when, and he passed away just before his 94th birthday. So he lived a very long life. He's a medical doctor, Dr. John Sarno, and you can find his books about emotional pain and the physical manifestations all, all through the web. And his patients were so uh, grateful and thankful that they, they, there was eventually a film documentary made about Dr. Sarno titled All the Raged Saved by Sarno, which would give you some insights about, you know, emotional pain showing up as physical pain in the body. So it's very, it's very fascinating to me because I've been in this whole genre of emotional pain showing up in, in your body for, 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 for a couple decades now. So to help you really see how this, how this could happen, I'm going to give you three examples from my own life because it's really important to me that you open your mind and open your heart to the fact that sometimes for some people, physical pain is actually sourced by emotional pain. In other words, emotional pain is causing something to happen in your body. So my first example happen, happened many, many decades ago, and I was in a very painful set of circumstances that I didn't cause, but I really kind of contributed to, which had to do with standing up for my a former 
boss, who was a great guy, is still a great guy, and he was just getting kind of beat up at work unnecessarily, and I stood up for him, and of course, then there was backlash from that. You better believe, if you if you stand up for someone politically who's under the gun, there's there there are consequences for that. But what happened to me was, you know, this was early in my career, and I you know didn't really have a connection between physical signs of emotional pain. So what happened was, quite interestingly, like my, the, on my hands, both my left and right hands, like my skin broke open and started to bleed. Like I had like 10 or 20 paper cuts, you know, on each of my hands. It was just like, they weren't paper cuts. I didn't cut myself 10 or 20 times, but these little tiny paper cut size fissures would just magically appear on my hands, break open and bleed. So A, it was painful. It was physically painful. B, it was un unattractive to see. It looked really disgusting. So of course I went to the doctor. And what did the doctor do? He prescribed, you know, steroid creams, told me to occlude it using saran wrap overnight. And no matter what I did with the dermatologist, there was zero improvement, zero, zero, zero. So you know, I go back to the dermatologist, then they're going to do some skin scrapings and look at them under the microscope and start to rule out this or that or this or that. And the bottom line is I got no relief whatsoever by going to the doctor. You know, you know we even did like super potent, high potency, high potency steroids. So we tried everything. So being somebody who's not been, you know, had health problems or not had, you know, physical health issues, eventually somehow I put it together that perhaps these little bleeding spots on my, on my hands might be because I was kind of in a tough spot, you know, partially caused by my own willingness to stand up for another human being. But regardless of the cause... So I put it together eventually emotionally and started dealing with my emotions. And guess what happened? My hands healed like immediately, like within like 24 hours. So over the last many decades, what I have noticed is on occasion, not very often, but on occasion, if I'm confronting something, so I mean like I'm, I'm mentally grappling with something emotional or, or some issue my hands will occasionally, spontaneously break open and bleed. It's, it's as if to get my attention. Now, <clears throat> last time this happened in a very big way was in 2005, and it was so bad. And I, I, I knew, of course I knew, if my hand or either one or both of them start breaking open and bleeding with these little mini like paper cuts, I know I need to get in action and start dealing with my emotions, start pondering, being introspective, and figure out what is going on with me. And so last time it happened in a very big way was 2005. And and it, it went, I, went, I don't know, it was like a couple days or more. And, and I was just kind of like not really thinking about it. And then I was driving somewhere and I'm like, oh my gosh, Lisa, what are you doing? You know that your hands getting like that means you're confronting something or there's some issue you're not dealing with. What is going on? Oh my gosh. Came to it very quickly. And by the next day, 
every single little cut was healed up. And it had really looked bad in 2005. In fact, I think somebody <laughs> said to me, oh my God, they, they moved away from me when they saw my hands like I had leprosy. I was like, well, what's wrong with you? So that's one example. Now, since 2005, you know, I've had a few little one or two here or there, and it's just a definite telltale sign for me that I need to start paying attention, deal with my emotions, figure out what's going on. Another example for me, now this only really happened I think once in my life, but uh, in the same year, 2005, and I really was doing a lot of deep work on myself, growth and development work, and uh, so I got like back pain, and I I have to tell you, I should knock on wood or something or say, say a Hail Mary. I like, I'm not somebody who walks around with pains or aches or pains or, you know, health issues. So for me to get back pain, I was like, what's up with this? Well, I was pretty clear about why. And because I have this very um, committed understanding of pain or aches or pain showing up in my body, being a manifestation of emotions, emotional pain, or something I have to deal with emotionally. I think it only took me two days to really plow through it, and then boom, back pain's over, I'm back to normal. So that's just another example. Now, more recently, about seven years ago, when something really bad happened, I know, I've just had like lots of bad stuff happen, people, but guess what? I'm still happy. Why? Because I learned how to be happy, and I have an upcoming podcast about being happy when life is terrible. Um, so about seven years ago, I had something really, really like over-the-top bad happen to me, which was a shock because, you know, I, I didn't know what I didn't know. At any rate, as a result, I got this terrible toothache, like this pain in my left lower jaw like this tooth and from everything I read online it was like oh I, I needed to have a root canal like you know my tooth had gone bad so everyone was like oh go to the dentist you need a root canal blah blah, blah. and I'm like mm, yeah because I had decades of this physical manifestation versus you know or in connection and conjunction with emotional pain I decided to like really hunker down really start to deal with this bad situation well, in the meantime, taking some natural remedies and keeping a watch on it, because, of course, I didn't want to have an abscess. I mean, it was almost like an abscess tooth. It was really, it was so, it was so painful. I mean, it was swollen and it was throbbing and it was warm. So it had all the physical signs of, of an infection, you know, just totally every, every symptom and sign of that. So what happened? Well, you know, I started taking some natural remedies for that. And I really, but I really, what I did was I went to work on the emotional shock and the pain and all that. And I'm happy to report I did not lose my tooth. I did not have an abscess, although it if I had gone to the dentist, which I didn't, I just powerfully chose not to do. And I'm not recommending that, by the way. If you need to go to the doctor or the dentist, go. I'm not saying go do this, people. I'm saying I can do this because I have decades of experience and I know when to hold them and know when to fold them when it comes to my health. But I did not lose my tooth. I did not have a root canal. And, you know, it miraculously resolved itself. Now, I'm not saying like 
within a week or a couple of days. I mean, this was a huge thing that happened to me and it, it did take a while. And, you know, so I have a lot of experience with things showing up in my body. Now it doesn't happen all that often because I have habits and practices and attitudes and beliefs. But my point is if you're having aches or pains or physical symptoms, I think it really is helpful and prudent to pause, reflect, and ask yourself, is there anything in your life that could be in the area of emotional pain? And, and that there, that there, if there is, then deal with it. All right, so I'm going to move off of that. And hopefully, you know, you can go look at, you know, Dr. John Sarno's information. I think that Suzanne Babel has information on the web as well. There's plenty of people who've been writing about what is called the mind-body connection. So you can look that up. So now we're going to move off of that into using emotional pain as your to your advantage. And I'm a major, big-time fan of that. Why? Well, because pain can be a, just a, a, an amazing teacher. So if you're going to have pain, you could just have pain. Or you could have the same pain but learn and grow from it. I mean, like, why not do that? I don't know why you wouldn't want to do that. So what does it mean if I say using emotional pain to your advantage? Well, it means that you're going to stop. You're going to pause. You're going to be introspective. You're going to think about, you know, how could you grow? How could you develop? What could you learn from the pain? What could you learn from the situation, event, or whoever, whatever, that cause is causing you emotional pain? And that means like growing and developing into a better version of yourself. I mean, why, why not? I don't know why you wouldn't want to do that because it just makes sense to me. So is, does it make the pain a little less painful? Well, I think if you can get benefits out of it, that makes it less painful. So to help you better understand what I mean by using, using emotional pain to your advantage, I'm going to give you an example without the specifics of my own life. Uh, although, you know, I would like to, that's just not a prudent idea. So a number of years ago, I experienced a very, very painful situation, deep betrayal, exploitation, just, oh, it was really bad, of course. So obviously it was very painful. So, I, and I'm, like I said, I'm, a, I'm an expert in emotional pain because of all the stuff that's happened to me over, over my lifetime. So, of course, then I was like, oh, yeah, ding, 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 this is emotional pain. What am I going to do? So I sat down on my back porch with a tablet and started writing. Like, what could I learn from this? How could I grow? How can I use this to better myself? So here's some things from that list. Now, I didn't keep the list too bad, but I didn't keep the list, but this is what I recreated from looking back at that moment of time. So number one, uh, what I recognized is that was an opportunity to have my virtues be improved and polished. So the, the primary virtues that were polished out of the pain include patience, compassion, humility, wisdom, and prudence. Now, those aren't all the virtues, but those are the, the top ones. Another thing was that I, I had an amazing understanding about narcissism, which prior to that particular uh, time period, I really didn't know about narcissists or narcissistic behavior or narcissism. 
And uh, also, I happen to learn an awful lot about psychopaths, including I now have this rich knowledge about the psychopath checklist and the psychopath checklist screening version. So that, that's actually great knowledge. Very, very helpful. Wonderful conversation for cocktail parties. And, you know, it's really good to know. I might even interview somebody about this because it's just, it's fascinating. It's just really fascinating stuff. Another way that I learned is that, or what I learned about it, about myself was, you know, like the four areas where I have a tendency or I could be exploited or used or manipulated. And that included that I'm too trusting, too naive, a people pleaser, and a peacemaker. Now, those are not necessarily bad qualities. In fact, I'm still trusting and I choose to be trusting, but that was part of what allowed what happened to happen. It's because I wasn't awake and aware to, you know, part of my Achilles heel. So that's been very, very helpful to have a greater understanding about how I'm organized. That doesn't necessarily mean it changed it, but let's face it, you know, I'm a much wiser person and I'm not going to be repeating some things. The other thing that happened is as I was doing this kind of, you know, self-awareness, how could I use the pain to my advantage? You know, one of the goals I set was out of, out of the pain was to expand my prayer life which has happened. And I'm very happy about that. And that's a huge benefit. Another way that I grew and developed when I sat down to figure out how can, how can I make something good out of this? How can I take the lemons and make lemon cookies, lemonade and lemon, lemon pie is it really helped me in that introspective time to see who I am as a person. And that was very powerful. And very valuable. Obviously, having a difficulty as, as big as that was, it increased my resilience, my fortitude, and uh, humbly, my grace. So I choose love. I choose trust. I choose to be vulnerable. And I choose, and I chose back then, not to let a very, very bad experience taint me, make me bitter, make me jaded, you know, because I, I've always, you know, I, for, because I did assertiveness back in high school, you know, I've appreciated myself. I'm a good person and I work on being a good person. And why would I let one bad experience make me not trust people or not trust everybody or this or that? You know, the, I could have chosen that, but I choose not. Now, of course, I'm going to be a little bit more wise, hopefully. So let's look at how could you use the emotional pain of a pandemic to your advantage or the emotional pain you're going through, whether it's related to the pandemic or not. And I came up with a short list of different things you could do that would have the emotional pain of a pandemic or something else be using it to your advantage. So number one, you could take on growing your emotional abilities. And I'm telling you what, if you did that while you're in emotional pain, and of course I have a book's worth of blog, a pod, um, blog posts that you can read for free. You don't have to buy my book. There's no access fee to my website. It's all free. 
Um, or you could listen to my podcast on emotions as a superpower. Actually, all of my podcasts will help you with your emotions because emotions are here to stay and they're extremely important. So if you took on growing your emotional abilities and expanded that, well, hey, you'd be on your way to having emotions as a superpower. It's like phenomenal. That Then you could look back someday and say, you know what? That pandemic was just brutal. It was terrible. Or if it wasn't, the, if it's not the pandemic giving you emotional pain, if it's something else, you could look back and say, yes, that was a horrible time. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. But guess what? I chose to grow my emotional skills and abilities. So now it's a superpower. And look at how my life has changed as a result. So that's number one. Number two, you could take on self-care and self-compassion. Probably greater than 75% or, or higher of the people in the world could really benefit from improving self-care and self-compassion. And I have a whole podcast number four, which is on feeling better with self-care and self-compassion. In fact, every everything on this list I have probably uh, a blog post on, some YouTube videos on. But okay, so next, start using your time better. So oftentimes people, when they're in emotional pain, they're depressed, they're anxious, they might be self-loathing or they might have low self-esteem and they're not, because they're depressed and or anxious and all those other things, they're not using their time well because they're not motivated. So if you get to work, listen to my blog, my podcast or go on my blog or look at my YouTube videos and you can start to put in a reward system and get motivated, you are going to start to feel better and you could, you could really say, you know what, that was terrible, but I really took on my life and my time management skills and I have a different life because of that. Okay, you could start a new hobby or work on an existing hobby. You could make new friends, even though we're in a pandemic. You can use social media to connect with people to build and forge relationships. Then you could talk to them on the phone. You could, you know, Zoom call them, meet with social distancing. So you could actually make new friends using social media or other platforms and then connect with them. Bring them into your real life. I have a whole YouTube video about using social media to your advantage. You could call one person every day and check on them. Now, it could be the same person. It could be different people. People, you know, you could really do something that you look back on and go, you know what? I really got connected with, you know, this, that, or the next person because I called them every day or what have you. You could clean out a drawer, a closet, or something. You could start walking or exercising. You could improve your diet with respect to nutrition. I have a whole blog post about that. I'm a huge fan of nutrition. You could learn new things. What have you always wanted to do or learn? You could use this time to learn new things that you always wanted to learn. You could set goals. Hopefully, I mean, if you read my blog posts or watch my YouTube videos or listen to my podcast, I'm always talking about having a reward system because reward systems can really help you and they're fun. Like, I... I really try to only do stuff that I love or enjoy because life is too hard. So, I, you know, find a way to make fun, life fun, set up a reward system. So the bottom line here is that you could use this pandemic or you could use any emotional pain that you're in to improve your life instead of suffering over it. Or you can just suffer about it and, and be miserable. It's really a choice. So that's some examples of how you could better your life and use emotional pain to your advantage right now. Like, why would you wait?
All right, so next thing I'm going to talk about is how to process emotional pain. So processing your emotions, one of the things most people aren't good at, it's a multi-step process. And so I'm just going to go through some actions and things to do that will help you. So number one, identify that you're in emotional pain. I just had a whole vocabulary list earlier in the podcast to give you some clues that you might be in emotional pain. And then next, number two, pinpoint the cause or the source of emotional pain because there can be multiple sources of emotional pain at any one time. Number three, feel the feelings in your body and heart. So part of the whole having emotional abilities as a superpower is actually being able to feel them. So one of the reasons that people self-medicate or they get into substance abuse or they do addictions or they do whatever they do is because they really don't want to feel the feelings. So it's a way to mask the feelings. But instead of numbing yourself, feeling the feelings can be very valuable and it help you move off of that and move forward. The next thing is, I said earlier to, you know, pinpoint and identify your emotions, you want to give it language and you want to use the, the most appropriate vocabulary words that actually pinpoint not only the feeling, but the intensity. That's going to be help you, helpful to you. Next, don't make yourself bad, feel bad or feel guilty. Don't be ashamed or embarrassed. If you're in emotional pain, it's reasonable. There's nothing bad about emotional pain. What's bad about, well, okay, there's nothing great about emotional pain. But emotional pain, as we already discovered and discussed, is just part of life. It's what you deal with it. There's no reason to feel bad or guilty or ashamed or what have you. It is what it is. Next up, I would recommend that you pause and be introspective and ask yourself, is your reaction reasonable? Is it reasonable? Would would most other people feel that way? Would many other people feel that way? Because sometimes people have a magnified reaction or a reaction that is kind of over the top compared to what some other people have. And in that case, you want to look for two things. You want to look for, number one, is your reaction more intense or more extreme because... There's something else that's really going on. So sometimes, actually, you probably see this like with road rage or people being rude in the grocery store or someplace, you know, where their reaction to a little somebody cuts in line is just way over the top. Well, that could be because there's really something else going on and this just show, shows up as an opportunity and that's what comes out. So if your reaction is more intense or more severe than, say, the average person, you just want to just do some pausing, pause, ponder, is there something else? And, and oftentimes there is and sometimes there isn't. But the other reason sometimes people have more of a reaction or more intense reactions because they actually use emotional reasoning, which is a cognitive distortion. It's not good. You don't want to be an emotional reasoner. But people, so they're really actually not rational because they're using emotions as facts and emotions to reason. So therefore, with this cognitive distortion, their reactions are probably predictably out of range from, from 
most normal people or people who don't have that cognitive distortion. Next, I recommend that you immediately bump up your self-care. The minute you recognize you're in emotional pain, it's really time to bring fun, play, laughter into your life, which you can do through self-care, by the way. And again, I have podcast number, what is it, four, that deals with self-compassion and self-care. The other thing you're going to do, you definitely want to bump up your your self-compassion. So you're going to start taking actions. Actions, 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 because actions can help you feel better. Now, if you need help, ask for help. I am a huge fan of asking for help. Okay, some people would argue that I'm not very good at asking for help. Okay, that might be true. I might not be very good at it. I tell people to do it. I, I do do it. I have, I have asked for help many times in my life. I'm, I'm not saying I'm that great at it, but ask for help. If you need counseling or therapy, just go get it. Just go do it. I have a video called on my YouTube channel called What is Psychotherapy Anyway? People have a stigma to psychotherapy. They have, you know, all kinds of wrong ideas. And I will tell you the the least healthy people will never go into psychotherapy. So if someone goes into psychotherapy, okay, except for a few psychopaths who are using it as a ruse, um, that's just a sign that you're healthy enough to do that. I always recommend that people have a list of what makes them happy. And I can tell you from a lifetime of doing this that almost very few people have a list of what makes them happy. They have to actually stop, pause, think about it. But you want to have a list of things that you know will make you happy. And then you want to sprinkle your life, your day, your week, whatever, with the things that are going to make you happy socialize. Okay, so I know we're in a pandemic and socializing is kind of like taboo, but I'm here to tell you that the research is compelling. The research is astounding and very clear that lonely, dealing with feelings of loneliness and isolation are, are more significant in a positive way, if you deal with those feelings, than dealing with obesity. So whether it's calling someone on the phone, whether it's social distancing, Zoom calls, what have you, you need to have friends and you need to socialize them. If you don't have enough friends, I have a whole series of videos on friends on my YouTube channel because making friends is hard. I have a, a blog post about it. I deeply understand how difficult it is. And there's lots of things that change in life that necessitate us to have to make more friends. Hobby up. If you don't have hobbies, boy, I'm a big fan of that. I have a blog post and a YouTube video about hobbies. And they're just phenomenal. They're, they're fabulous. Hobbies are a great way to, you know, give yourself a distraction while you're processing your emotions when you're dealing with emotional pain. Volunteering is another great way that can help you feel better and kind of give you a side distraction. I mean, if you have the time and luxury of volunteering and not all of us do. And lastly, if you can get a life plan or purpose or a vision for your life or at least a small little bucket list, these are things that can pull you forward when you're in emotional pain. In fact, having a life plan or a vision or a purpose when you're in the throes of emotional pain can be extremely powerful. So I'm going to give you next some actions, things you can do while you're in the throes of emotional pain. So I just give you, gave you some steps to take to grow your skills and abilities in dealing with emotional pain and to use it to your advantage. 
But while you're pro so processing your emotions takes time. And it takes some people more time and some people less time. I'm going to tell you that when it comes to processing emotions, I may be very good at it, but I am a very slow processor when it comes to my emotions. I'm just a slow processor and it is what it is. It doesn't matter whether you're fast or slow or medium. It takes me probably more time than, than some other people. So what are some actions you can take while you're working on hopefully learning to use emotional pain to your advantage and also hopefully maybe thinking about, hmm, is my back pain, is my aches or this or that, is it related to the fact that I'm in emotional pain? And you could start to explore that. So here's some, some things you can do. You could get a journal, write down your feelings and thoughts. You can listen to music that's appropriate to your mood, call a friend, clean out a drawer, do something nice for someone. That, that's usually, it's a nice distraction, gives you something to do, it'll make them feel good, and I promise you it'll help you feel better. Go for a walk, take a nap, start planning something you can look forward to. Now, I know some people are going to be rolling their eyes that I would say that during a pandemic. However, Given some of the very severe, very deep emotional pain that I have, you know, made it through in my life, I know setting up an event, a reunion, a something, a this or that, a year out, or, or sometimes more than a year out, is very powerful because it gives you something to look forward to and gives you something to plan and eats up a little bit of your time. So plan something that you can look forward to. Set some goals and start taking actions to meet those goals. Of course, I do hope you will have a reward system with some really fun rewards uh, to, to help you stay motivated. Create a vision for your life or a purpose. And, and again, it may seem counterintuitive, but that really it, it's extremely valuable and very helpful. Make a list of what you want it, what the things that make you happy, and then start doing them. Make your, your self-care and self-compassion part of your daily routine and have that be fun. You don't want, listen, you don't want things to be a drudgery in life. You want things to be exciting and fun, be up to something. I make my self-care fun. I enjoy it. If I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't want to do it. Practice gratitude. I have a whole blog post about gratitude. It's so powerful as an emotion and in helping you be healthier in so many ways. So practice gratitude. Live in the present. Live in the now. Um, don't take things personally. I have a whole video about that. And that is way powerful not to take things personally. Actually, I have a couple different YouTube videos about, you know, my feelings get hurt all the time or don't things, take things personally. That's a skill set that you grow. But that's going to be very helpful when you have emotional pain. Um, next up, have compassion. That's the self-compassion I talked about. And lastly, prayer meditate. So those are just some ideas of things you can actually engage in while you're hopefully using your emotional pain to your advantage and figuring out how can you grow, how can you learn. So wrapping this up, takeaway number one is that emotional pain is simply part of life. It's part of life. It's part of being human. And no matter what happens, there will always be some degree or some level of emotional pain. That's just a fact. Takeaway number two, if you can learn how to process, manage, and deal with emotional pain, you will have extraordinary benefits and in life. It's just extraordinary. It really is emotions as a superpower. Number three, if you have physical pain, I 
just beg you, implore you to pause and think about whether there could be a connection between your physical pain and, you know, emotional pain being the source. And don't expect medical doctors to go, oh, yes, your back pain is because you have this emotional painful, you know, this emotionally painful situation. Now, now the regular doctors are not going to buy into that, unfortunately. And of course, regular doctors don't typically know that much about nutrition either. So there's a lot of things that mainstream medical doctors don't know about. But you can go online, you can read, you could get one of Dr. Sarno's books, or you could read all these different books, there's tons of books, about the mind-body connection. So I hope you're just going to consider that. And as your bonus takeaway, if you will go ahead and use your emotional pain to your advantage, it might not make it less painful. For me, for me personally, it makes it less painful. It might not make it less painful for you. But when I can get benefits from something that's been hard or painful, you know, I feel better and then I can use it to better my life. All right, call to action. I would love it if you would, you know, use this content, this podcast and all my other materials to benefit your life because I want you to be happy. I want you to be healthy. I want you to be well loved. That was, by the way, the, the, Subject for my first podcast, Be Well Loved. I think it should be everybody's number one goal in life. I don't care how many other goals you have, that you have to be well loved as your overreaching, predominant number one goal in life. What else is there? If you can say you've been well loved in life, you've had a great life, no matter how much hardship you have or you have had. So call to action number one is start to use my content that's all free. I mean, the book I'm selling, but you can read the contents of the book for free on my website. So use this to take charge of your life. You can get in the driver's seat. You can have a better life. Next, I'm asking you to connect with me on my website or through social media. And lastly, I'm asking you to share my content with people who could use it. People are suffering right now. Well, even before we had a pandemic, I got to tell you, you know, the rate of suicide before the pandemic was just way too high, especially in the young people category. You know, the rates of depression, anxiety, loneliness, they were they were high before the pandemic. Now everything is just exacerbated. It's like throwing gasoline on the fire, just like exploding. So people need help. They need to know what to do. They need support. My content is free and and it's therapy based, although I'm not a therapist. It has been therapist approved, by the way. You know, share my content with people. Help them. Take them along the ride with you. All right. That's it. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to the Love Life Podcast, episode number five, using emotional pain to your advantage. I hope you're going to get to work on that to hone and develop your emotional skills and especially to use pain as a teacher and to learn and to grow. Please connect with me at my website at www.lisaalundy.com where you can enter my giveaway to win some cool prizes, including my new book, which will be added to the giveaway prizes as soon as my shipment comes in and connect with me on my social media channels. I love you. I hope you have a great life and take care.